Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Wow, we had a crazy week. We had a baby blizzard, which was hyped up to be the biggest blizzard of the century. So we're going to talk a little bit about that later on the show. But you are listening to Table for Two, and I'm very excited to be here today. Today's actually Wednesday morning right here on the Lower East Side. Um, we were touch and go about trying to meet up. I have an incredible lineup, and the snow, are we coming in? Are we not coming in? We're going to try to pull this off because I really wanted this to show to happen, and I just really want to thank my amazing engineer, ZK Coppell, for coming in today because we knew it would be hard driving in, and it was pretty amazing. Thank you, God, for that. No traffic and easy parking. But thank you, ZK, and giving you a big shout-out for uh, <laughs> yay for coming in. Um, I have a lineup today like no other lineup I've had before. Just I'm always excited about my shows, as you all know, because I'm uber-enthusiastic. But today's show, I have Russell Robinson, CEO of the JNF. If you remember last year, our Tubishvat show, uh, he was able to join us over the phone, but I made a pact with him last year that he would join us in the show and we would eat and drink our way through the show. And that's what we're going to have today, a pairing with uh, some great wines. Naomi Ross is joining us, Jewish Cooking Concepts. Uh, she's joining us. And, of course, Jay Booksbaum, woohoo! Royal Royal Wines Marketing and, you know, sommelier extraordinaire, and he's going to be joining us as well today. So we have an action-packed show, so stick around. For our Tubishvat show, and Naomi will share her wisdom, Jay his wines, and we're going to hear right now from Russell Robinson. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you very much for having me here, Naomi. As I said last year, with the offer of wine and food. <laughs> you would come on I down. I would come on down, even <laughs> well, in the snow. Even in the snow. I know. It was really. I was very nervous for yesterday while it was, you know, coming down, but it stopped at a decent time. So Just because of your show. I know. Thank you. Thank the you. The power of your network. I know, right? Power of Nachum Siegel Network. That's there, it. There you go. Thank you, Nachum. Okay. Um, so uh, we have so much to talk about. I just, you know, want to talk a little about the history of the JNF. Most of us are familiar with the Jewish National Fund. As little children, you know, you hear about the tree planting in Israel, but there's so much more to it than that. Um, so let's start with a little bit of the history of how the JNF got started and what year. So the JNF started in 1901, and uh, the beginning of the Jewish National Fund, and I think marking what today is, and I'll get to that in a second, is so significant, because the Jewish National Fund started after five years of a Zionist Congress coming together, Theodor Herzl calling the, the uh, people, Jews from all around the world, and to understand, realize that we had to have a place to call home, and the only place to call home, after a lot of debate, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, where to go. Some places even thought about upper state New York and Uganda and other places. Right. But the reality is, is that we had to return to the place of the Jewish people, the, the land of Israel. And after five years of debating, uh, finally, Theodor Herzl got passed of the Zionist Congress that we can keep talking, but we have to have action. And we started the Jewish National Fund to repurchase the land of Israel, repurchase it. And I always use that word. Because we didn't use legal arguments, which we could have, or biblical arguments, which we could have. What we did is that we started buying acre by acre of land for the Jewish people to return home. And the great significance of that is that that is 114 years ago. We're celebrating the anniversary, celebrating, we're marking the anniversary of the 70th uh, year of the um, liberation of the camps. Yeah. So the significance is, is that why we didn't get, get it fast enough. We didn't do it fast enough. So uh, six million people perished because they had no place to call home. And that is really the, 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 the real underlining message of Jewish National Fund, bringing a Jewish homeland back to the Jewish people. So after that many years, the relevancy of our organization continues. It's the repurchasing the land. What do you do with the land? You have to grow on the land. You have to develop communities. You know, Tel Aviv just celebrated a couple of years ago its 100th anniversary. Well, Tel Aviv was a Jewish national fund town. The first 65 housing lots were purchased at a Jewish national fund lottery. Wow, I did not know that. That today is now Tel Aviv. And you take all of the places from the far north to the south, it's all touched by the work of Jewish National Fund. And we're so relevant today as we're involved in water renewal, bringing 
to Israel, a fact that people love to talk about today, but 16 years ago was not a fact. Today, Israel reuses 78% of its water. Now, the country next to it is Spain at 17%. Right. And that Such a big difference. Big difference. Now, but 16 years ago, we were doing about 4%. That's the mark of Jewish National Six, Fund. Only 16 years ago. That's it. That's unbelievable. Out of necessity. You know, you have to, that's, that's providing 13, 14% right, of water, right. which is about for 1.5 million Israelis, uh, water. But really what it means is that that farmer, the origins of our Zionist movement, digging our hands into the soil, the celebration in Tubishvat that we're talking about, honoring the land of Israel and, and the, and the, and the earth. Well, we did that. That was the Jewish National Fund mark onto the land of Israel. And so that story continues as relevant as it was then. It's our opportunity to share in the nation of Israel. If we believe that Israel is nothing more than a a country of its citizens, then we don't need the Jewish National Fund. But if we believe that Israel is the nation of the Jewish people, that means that 14 and a half, 15 million Jews are part of that land. Just seven and a half million live within its borders. That is how relevant Jewish National Fund is today. That's such incredible statistics and information that, that you've got there that you're sharing with us because I think people really don't know enough about it, you know, the, the, the background and, and, and what's currently going on as well. It's just, you know, very informative for people to hear all this. Um, there are so many other projects I know that you're working on, not, you know, you think of, when you think of JNF, you think of the trees and the planting of the trees up north and, but you've got a lot of other stuff going on as well in the south. Uh, of course the Galil. I know we wanted to talk about how the Galil is, you know, progressing and, and, you know, all the, I know that the soil there, I know Jay and I always talk about the, the, uh, wines of the northern, northern Israel, how the great the soil is there. So. So you have to, you know, the, the, what is Israel today? It's, it's the Negev, 60% of the land of Israel, 60. Only 8.5% of the population lives there. You have the right, Gal- very small. You have, very the, small. you have the Galil, 17% of the land of Israel, yet 10% of the population live in there. So we have to move populations to the Galil, move them to the Negev. We have to protect, spread it out. Spread it out. And we have to protect the environment. And we're known as this environmental organization because we've planted 250 million trees. trees. 250 million trees. What country has done that? Most countries log the trees down. We don't do that. Well, it's not only that we not log the trees down, we preserve the land. Wherever you're planting a tree, you're preserving a piece of land. You're giving it to nature. You're giving it to the people. It's a tree. People look at all of us. We'll walk through a forest and we don't realize how beautiful it really is, how it's so beneficial to us that we have a place to walk through to have that opportunity to play and, and parks and, and those things. Those are a lot of things we take for granted. That's the work of the Jewish National Fund in Israel as well. But moving 500,000 people to the Negev, where we started 15 years ago, and we've made such progression, building seven new communities, taking Beersheba, from a community losing population 10 years ago to today, the fastest growing city in Israel. How are you doing this? How well, are you convincing someone from moving from Yishalayim or one of the small settlements? Come to Beersheba, come to the Nebbe. How does one do that? So you have to examine. That's what the work of the Jewish National Fund does in its real, you know, uh, I think in, in its work, it's not building a project, it's building a vision. So we understood that people, ha- we need people to move to Beersheba. But why weren't they? So there was good education. You have Ben-Gurion University. Yeah, very good. And a lot of American students go study there. That's right. So you had housing because you have plenty of land. You have a movie theater. You have a shopping center. So what are you missing? You have a hospital. You're missing image. Because you're not going to move someplace where you just don't think it's a place you want to live. So we built a $300 million project, still continuing, a 15-kilometer, 7-mile river park taking an old dry riverbed, and it will have water in it in the next five years. We have a a 22-acre lake that will be opening up in a year. We opened a 13,000-seat amphitheater in Beersheba, the largest entertainment venue in Israel. Abraham's Well, where you didn't know that it was there. Maybe you were there, but it's behind a locked fence. Today, it's a $6 million world-class visitor center. No idea, and I've been to Israel so many times. So come you can to Beersheba. Go, you can actually go to the well. Not of, only go uh, to the well, we turned it into a visitor center that was just recognized in the New York Times as a place this? to go to. 
We so, did not know that, and we've all been to Israel many times. So I think Abraham's Well is kind of a significant uh, uh, place in our history, Christianity, and in Islam, in every religion. It's the beginning of monolithic religion. That park that we're building in Beersheba, including the river park, is three times the size of Central Park. That has converted the image of Beersheba. That grows to Beersheba. That's unbelievable. And in the north... I never, I never would have thought, you know, to... to so think that a desert is turned into, I guess with Israel, you never know what. you They build farms in deserts. and. I'll tell you, for your readers too, every Wednesday we have a departure leaving out of Jerusalem. It's a one-day trip. They can go onto our website at www.jnf.org. Are you grabbing this, okay. everybody? jnf.org. And, and go you- to our, our, we have a weekly departure every Wednesday. It leaves from Jerusalem. It's a one-day departure. You're back by the afternoon. Jay's already writing notes. Write it down <laughs> and uh, sign up for it, and you will be able to see from the Stay Road Indoor Playground that we built. You'll go and see uh, our work in new communities in the Negev. You'll go to Beersheba. You'll see the fantastic work of our of our work in Beersheba, and you'll be back in Yerushalayim by the afternoon, and you get lunch on it. So, oh, you know, we're all about the lunch. All about food. All about the lunch on this show. And in the Galileo, we're told, how do you move populations there? It's You talk about jobs and opportunity, but did you know that Akko gets 2.5 million visitors? I've been to Akko at Ah, but were you 15 minutes outside of Akko where you have places that are making goat cheese? That you have at least oh, 25 we're all, wineries? We're, we're, all, we're little, all plotting over here, goat cheese okay. and wine. Okay. Why didn't you bring any? Ah, well. <laughs> Naomi, Naomi, Naomi Rossball, we'll be eating soon. But, but <laughs> you know, go to uh, our website or the Western uh, Galil Now website, which we're part of. Yeah, can we, can we, we're going to put that up right. on the screen, the West uh, Galil dot. Dot org, org. Dot dot il. Il. is going to try to put that up on the screen. Because if you're going to go to Akko, spend a couple more hours. Go to all these small little boutique wineries. Go to these wonderful cheese uh, uh, factories. Go to a place that makes uh, unbelievable breads and foods. And, you're killing me. And, and so now <laughs> you could this. What does it do? It doesn't even. Not only that, it gives you an opportunity to taste and to feel the land and the people. But it increases their opportunity for tourism industry, which increases funds, which increases opportunity to hire people. That is the work of Jewish National Fund, the rippling effect of the vision that we have to bring in populations and strengthening them. You know, I'm absolutely speechless, and that doesn't usually happen to me on that show, on, on my show, <laughs> that, that I, or in general, I'm never speechless. But I, I am completely humbled by what you are talking about and what the JNF has done and, and continue continually doing I had no idea and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have grabbed their pens and are, are writing everything down you can always pick up the show on the archives if they've missed it and they can hear this show again and get the information um, people can also email me if they'd like to uh, um, get more information you can email me at Naomi at com. I can direct you straight to the JNF or you can try the JNF.org as well to try to get a lot of this incredible information well, Naomi, so many of your listeners are people who go to Israel so often. Yes. And, you know, they're not going to go on a tour bus, and they're not going to go on a tour. They already have family there. They have friends. They they know Israel. And that's why our weekly departures on Wednesday is such a great opportunity for them. You will see a part of Israel that I guarantee, let them write to you afterwards, <laughs> they didn't know existed. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. And if somebody does go on these the, the, the tour, and please... Um, email me and let me know because I'd like to be able to share that information with our other listeners and how your experience was. And I'm also going to let Russell know because I think it's nice Great. to hear how Table for Two can hopefully affect the the programs that JNF um, is is uh, impacting on all of us. Um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to broaden our conversation a little bit uh, with Naomi and Jay because we have an action-packed hour and I'm trying to fit everything I, in. I even cut out my intro at the beginning. So uh, I just, I wanted to get straight down to it. Um, so, Russ, you're going to stay there. Naomi and Jay. Hi, guys. How we've are you? Actually, I forgot that ZK when I thought we'd be doing some chair shuffling. We've actually got um, cameras everywhere. So if you are... Listening to the show, that's amazing and fabulous. But if you want to turn on, and many of our listeners do, become uh, viewers. So you can watch us uh, online live on Friday mornings, 9 a.m. Um, and you can also watch it on the YouTube. ZK uh, puts it up uh, within a couple of hours after this airs 
on the on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's Nachum Siegel Net, um, and on on YouTube, and you will find all of our shows and any shows that Nachum has done through uh, Jam and the AM or any other of our network shows are on there as well. But we have a nice little following, and I want to thank everybody for those who do watch as well, because you know listening is uh, awesome. But um, it's it's an interesting component when we have some some people watching us and watching us eat and drink our way through this mm-hmm. uh, amazing um, group of people, especially today. Um, I was re- uh, Stuart Schnee. He's a um, a book um, PR agent, and he's in touch with me a lot. He does quite a lot of uh, books, and he sent me a copy of um, Hannah Bracher Siegelbaum's new book. He said, you know, are you doing a Tubishvat show? And I said, absolutely. And he goes, I'm overnighting you this book. Um, can we get this on the camera? The Seven Fruits of the Land of Israel. It's an absolutely beautiful book. I'm going to ask Naomi Ross, who has actually read it in great detail. I've read most of the recipes, but Naomi um, had the time. And literally, we got this book t- three days ago. I got it on Matzah Shabbos. It arrived. And then I stole it. And then, then she stole it from me. So Naomi has read it in depth. So I just want to talk to you a little about this, uh, Hannah Bracha Segelbaum's book because it was really amazing. And, um, you know, everyone here, like Russell and Jay both took a, took a look through it. It seems so impressive. I was, I was just totally touched and blown away by the book. Um, mostly because it's something that I don't believe has been achieved so much in, in the history of like, Cook, cookbooks, that kind of thing. What she's done is very unique um, and dear to my heart in that she's managed to synthesize all the different, I, both ideas ab- about uh, the Shivat Haminim, the seven species. She's managed to synthesize it with spiritual ideas, Kabbalistic ideas, um, and in, in a very holistic way, she brings in medicinal uh, facts and practical tips of how to make use of the Shabbat Haminim. Um, she and then she has her recipes, which are lovely. Right, I'm just um, I'm just holding the book up. To there's the a camera. lot. There's a lot of artistry in the book. There's some nice photographs. She even has a, a step by step of how to use fre- uh, fresh grape leaves. She, you know, how to roll them and everything. Yeah, it, I thought that was really, really cool. She did a beautiful job on it. In fact, I um I was in Florida last week. Um, that's why the show was on hiatus, and I was standing in the um in a restaurant because was super crowded and behind me in line was a girl from Chicago um, and we were chatting um, and because I love to chat to everyone in restaurants and she was saying her sister had just um, done the artwork for this new book that's about to come out. So, oh, great. I'm sure I'll see it on the bookshelves. And then like two days later, I get this email from Stuart Schnee that this was the book that she was talking about that this lovely lady, Rena, was talking about. So I, I uh, was, it's, it's got some, it's actually, besides pictures, it's got artistry. I, I'm going to hold it up. But um, she's an artist and she painted a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the there's artwork. Actually, there's, right, right, right over there, where, right where your hand was, you see that? I'm, I'm um, going to hold this so up. So in between every section, um, it's, the book is divided into sections uh, based on each different min, each different species, uh, grape, you know, pomegranate, that kind of thing. And they actually do something lovely, which is, what you just showed, that artwork, um, it gives a quote and begins the section, but also they have a profile of a personality of what that species is. Um, so she and she has, you know, outlines what it what the characteristics are of of each of those species, and then she has a profile of, you know, who am I as that species? And she has a, a beautiful poetic, um, you know, prose kind of thing in in between each of those sections that sort of sums up. Like if I were if, if I as a grape were a person, this is who I would be kind of. Right. So, it's unreal. I'm a it's, pomegranate. Yes, sounds exactly. very <laughs> sounds very early seventies. It's very it's a little hippie-ish. It was it right in but I late sixties. It's, it's right out of but I in, which is a little bit more <clears throat> hippie-ish. Hippie-ish a to bit. say, yeah. yeah. Um, it's 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 almost like a safer and a cookbook all rolled yes. up into one, which yes. is very nice, very yes. unique. So um, I think you can get it on Amazon, um, or check your local bookstores. It's literally coming out. Um, any day now. What's the name of it again? Um, it is called The Seven Fruits of the Land of Israel with their Mystical and Medicinal Properties by Hannah Bracha Segelbaum. S-E-I-G-E-L-B-A-U-M. There you go. I'm holding it up um, for those who are watching. So I just, you know, just a little bit of a shout out to that book being on, on the Tobish Shvat. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better.
Okay, Naomi, thanks thanks again for that little um, intro about thank, the book. Thank you for sharing it and letting me steal it from you. <laughs> I'm okay. stealing it back now because we've got a couple of days to Tubishva. Now I can educate myself as well as having you in now to educate us all. I was already reading up for Tubishvat. I have another book. If anybody, I don't know if anyone's seen it or not. It's called A Person is Like a Tree. It's a source book for Tubishvat. Also, bring, this I'm really going to hold is, this up as well. This really is a safer, though. It's by, uh, by Yitzchak Buxbaum. Yeah. Is, he, is he some sort kidding of... kidding me. Do you, know, do you know that? Is it a cousin of a Buxbaum? No, but I'll take credit. Okay, <laughs> but it's, it's spelled B-U-X. <laughs> yes, no, I'm B-U-C-H-S, but I'll take credit. Okay. I, I, I think re, I've been reading this book on and off since last Tubishvat, and I think that it has definitely opened my eyes to a much larger, richer holiday that I, I think I didn't so much have an appreciation of into, in, as much as I do now? I think Tubi Schwartz kind of like, sometimes it happens in winter break out here in New York and, you know, gets brushed aside. You don't learn about it in school. It's not, hasn't become such a focal point in in our education, which is so sad. The, the, you know what's interesting this, also this, I find? This, this, that Jay? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. My, that's okay. My, my son-in-law is Sephardic. Okay, they probably do more they stuff than us. They go nuts with Tubishvat. Right? They have Sedarim and they have all kinds of stuff going on, especially the Shabbos. I mean, really, they have all kinds of stuff going on. And it's a shame, or I shouldn't say it's a shame, it's it's exciting that we're on the cusp of that. You know, they're going to they're gonna teach us them a little bit behind. Yeah, we're a little <laughs> bit behind, but, you know, it's really a wonderful well, time. Well, I think that it's one of the, uh, you know, Naomi talks about it. I think it's one of the great losses. Tubishvat was greater I don't think we're teaching it. I think we gave away. I one time made a speech that if you celebrate Earth Day, you're being anti-Jewish. Because every day is Earth Day? No, because we we began Earth Day. With Earth Day began with Tubishvat. That's what it's all about. I thought it right. began with Bereshit. Okay, no, but Earth Day, <laughs> no, there's no yeah. other people. The land. No other people have a new year for the soul and a new year for the earth. Right. No, it's it's beautiful. so true. So beautiful. And and we don't teach it to our children to understand that we are really neat people. We are about the environment. We are about that we take a day and beautiful thing about Tuvishvat is that it's not religious so you can move it it's like a, it's like a president's ho- uh, uh, birthday you can move it to a monday or sunday <laughs> or whatever you need because it could be in the time period but why is it during this cold time period? It's right when and now go outside on Tubishvat and go in the deep cold. Like outside right now. <laughs> and you will see that the trees are starting to bud. Well, we, we spoke about yeah, that. I mean, Tubishvat is really the earliest point. Why, why is it the new year for the trees? It's because it's the point at which the sap inside the tree starts rising up. Right? It's the earliest point of renewal for the tree. And Tubishvat is all about renewal. Um, so... When, when we celebrate Tubishvat, it's at that point when you look outside and it's the most dreary and you think you take a look at the trees and they look completely dead and they look barren and they look like there's nothing left inside. That's the point at which God has put in this little spark of life that starts rising and creating. And it's such oh a beautiful... Oh, my God, I got the chills. I know. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, it's a beautiful... But one of, the, one of the yeah. things that's so amazing is that and this book also is, is talks a lot about it. Um, the Torah compares a man to be like a tree, right? So we are supposed to take a huge lesson for ourselves about our own renewal um, as modeled by the trees. We're supposed to, how is man con- compared to a tree? Right? We're supposed to recognize that we also have winters. We also, at a time when we feel like we're at a, you know, we feel dead, right? That there is this spiritually spir- needed. Th- yeah, that there's this sap rising up in us, that there's this spiritual energy that's sort of yearning to come upwards. It's, it's good stuff. It, it's, Man, it's, it's the 60s no, and 70s. No, it's amazing. Boy, it's just amazing. And, the, and, and the Seder, especially your, your son-in-law, yeah. The more I've been learning about the Tubishvat Seder, it is just amazing. With so pregnant with all of the there are so many the symbolisms and multi layers, and it's so accessible because for our kids, like I don't know about you, I, I was just talking about this with my husband when when my husband went to Hebrew school and I had it and when I went to a day school, Tubishvat came, 
and we were handed a piece of dried out buxer. Right. <laughs> right. right? And, I, I agree. And, you could shake with it or well, something. I thought yeah. you could. I or thought, there was some fruit platters. I thought, well, little okay. Fruit platters, or nuts nothing. that nobody ever wanted because right. you couldn't get to the core of it. You know, right. Like, I, I thought, well, I know it's the New Year for the Trees, but I didn't know we were supposed to chew on one. Right. Like, <laughs> you, couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't even right, get your right. teeth through it. It was like so hard and unpleasant. And the whole idea of the Tubishvat Seder is to make it very pleasant for us. See, I think that's the issue is that that's why Tubishvat sort of died down because it wasn't about food. And as soon as we bring food in, we as the Jewish people will gravitate to it even greater. So, I, But you're right. You know, eat fruit and, and, and participate in it and understand it. And I know it's Kabbalah and, yes, it's 60s, but it's it's a neat 60s. It's right. a neat it's, piece that talks about even, yeah. uh, you know, fire. You know, how fire, you you know, you want to light candles on Tu and put your hand on top. You will burn if you get too close. But if you far enough away, it'll give you warmth. Everything about nature and about life has that point that could give you that renewal. Yeah. Um, the it's for my kids, right? My kids are are young, but now they're getting a little older. I'm able to bring more of this kind of thing into. I always try to do something for Jewish. Yeah, I think it's so important at, at home. Us, I try yeah. because and buy a tree at J N F. Of course, I, I have pictures. I want you to know. I just found of me as a seven year old planting my J N F tree when, uh, in, when, when, when in, in Australia in Israel. Uh, in Israel. So we do it in well, Australia yeah. through By the, the way, We have your water bill. It's it's incredible. I thought the tree retains more water. Than it that. may do yeah. if you pay for it; it will retain. <laughs> it. You know, now that, that I always felt like because the schools, I'm not saying that they're not doing their job, but they're not. They're, they, Russell they will make, say they it. They don't make they don't make a huge deal about it. Especially if it was it was at a point a few years ago that one of my kids' schools, um, they sent the kids home. You know, the women's league or whatever, whoever took care of the Tubishvai treat. And they came home with a fruit roll-up. Oh, and no, the, that's so and I sad. Said, the bracha uh-huh. for a fruit roll-up is shahakol. Not right? ha'etz. It is not ha'etz, which oh. means this is not a fruit. I'm that glad it was at least that, on their that's radar. Their, that's like a, a lot of times, Tobishvat is really... So at that point, I tried to adopt something fun for the kids to do every year. I, I wish I could say that they were, you know, that I was able to make a beautiful Tobishvat seder for, um, for them at that point, but... You know, you have to do for every age what what they what's, what's accessible and what's appropriate. One year we did like a tubishvat Jeopardy, and that way at least it was a little educational. One year we did a tubishvat Bingo. But once you bring in the fruits and you make beautiful platters, the kids get into and, it. And so, the meanings behind everything. Right. Why? What are the sheva minim? People that gets lost. I, well, I don't even think I know all the. We I have, know grapes. I know Geffen. Yeah. Maybe we should. I, I have to tell you, let's we're going to start popping with, that corks. Okay, but, we're going to start um, one. But, but let's just finish, Russell. Finish your thought. No, there. I, I just want to tell people that we do have on our website, but we we go through hundreds of schools in the United States uh, bringing Tubishvat to the children. And I think it's what Naomi is saying. You know, it's so important. We have, and and I and I when I say about Earth Day, we have this really neat holiday, a real neat holiday about. The earth and about planting a tree and about taking care of the everything that was God given to us and not to have our children understand this beautiful part. I, yes, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and all of our holidays are important and all of our lessons are important. But can you imagine they go through life and let them say proudly to people who don't understand Judaism, who they're not going to give a whole speech about Rosh Hashanah, but they could talk about these people called the Jewish people that celebrate the earth, that celebrate life for the entire planet. Right. It's it's really it's getting it's gotten a little bit lost and, and now as we've become foodies and just in general more educated about besides the food and, and, and everything, you know, about spirituality and, and people are learning more And wine. And and what of course there's a wine. whole Tubishvat piece I, on the wine that takes okay, you from the colors. Yes, yes. And, and, and Naomi, and, you and, could tell us the okay, colors as we go through that um, okay. I wanted to tell Russell and, that and, and Russ and Jay, I, I didn't officially say hi, hi. Hi, how are you? Coming. I wanted to tell Hi, how are you? Let's move on. As long as I have the wine, I'm welcome. Oh you you know that Jay is like number number one most most appeared yeah. guest on the Nachum Segal But Network. I have to tell you that I, I don't know. I'm, probably Russell is aware of this, but Here's EK, more EK, and more, drinking up, mate. even in the Negev, which in the rest of the traditional uh, world world of wine growing, uh, very hot desert areas do not grow grapes. 
There is one exception in the entire world where that is not true. In Israel. You know where that is? That's in Israel. Of course. The Yatir and not forest, only that, the, the Yatir uh, Forest is considered one of the best, if not the best, wine out of Israel. And by some critics, they just got a 91 in the wine enthusiast. Are they going to be there on next week? <laughs> yes. yes. By some critics, it's considered one of the best wines in the world. By the way, in the Yatir Forest is the only hand-planted desert forest in the world. And what's interesting about Amazing. Negev... Make, make the desert bloom. Right, they make the desert bloom. The, the only in Israel, only Jews. A lot of people don't know this, is, is that at night, and this is great for the grapes, it's very cold. It's freezing. It could get below freezing. Absolutely. It's, in Mitzvah Ramon, which is in the crater, the Grand Canyon of Israel, if you haven't been there, you have to go there. I haven't been there in 25 oh, my, years. My, my, my. my husband's never been further south than Beersheba. So you have to go. And in Mitzvah Ramon, in a place that you have 110 degrees in the summer, and it goes down to 50, you know, 55 degrees in, at night, and it grows these wonderful grapes that are making some great wine. So you have Yatir and down in the Negev. Go. It's, when Jane, you say about the, one of the one of the, Yes, one of the most wonderful wines and very inexpensive is a Barkan Pinot Noir. Oh, we ha- we've had Barkan. And that Barkan Pinot Noir is a, a, a chain called Wegmans. You've heard of it? Not a kosher chain. They do have some kosher foods in some kosher areas. We introduced it to them on Passover a couple of years ago, on Pesach a couple of years ago. They now, it's their best-selling imported Pinot Noir. It's un- and it comes from the Negev, and people are going, what? But that's what the wonderfulness Fabulous. about the JNF is and the wonderfulness of the land of Israel. If you are the, co- the wine that you're tasting yeah, now what are we drinking here, we is 100% pomegranate wine. So this is Shehakol? Is this, this a Shehakol wine? It is one of the seven. It was one of the seven, right? Would you tell us a little bit about pomegranate and and so, how it? So you know. there is, the, you know, there's a few different pieces, by the way, um, on Tubishvat. You know, if you're according to the traditional Tubishvat seder, so they have many different customs. One of them, as as you actually mentioned, was. Um, having four glasses of wine, similar to a Pesach Seder, and they they go from um, white to all the way to red, meaning that okay. the colors are supposed to change um, as as you progress throughout the, se- the Seder to represent different parts of the season, uh, seasons like each season of the year, and how the seasons of the year change and progress. There's also a ton of Kabbalistic stuff on it. A ton. <laughs> I got to call up Jay, we, we need my to Yehuda alcabets. Tubishvad should be a great wine-selling moment for you, so we have it, to really promote it, because the four glasses that go with the four seasons and the darkening from the white all the way through, so it goes from summer right. to fall, you know, to, to, uh, you know, to winter, and to spring and or spring summer I forgot how the, the order goes and <laughs> spring sorry spring summer so you're progressing all the way down to to the darkness of winter but then it comes right back to that white wine so Jay we have to promote Tubishvat for the adult I will war- well. I will tell everybody there are six wines that I brought I'll just briefly tell you about each one Should so we taste that this one? sure Amen. Amen. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's there. Uh... Excellent. Okay. Mm. That's a very nice wine. Um, do you want to send that back down there? But, but um, I will tell you, let me just briefly tell you about the six wines that we brought. Okay. The first one is a, and also because it's fruit driven, is a, a Santonia Sangria. But it's okay. very important to know that this is 100% grape based with fruit flavors in it, but it is not kosher for Pesach. And why is that? Because some of the because fruit flavorings. Because some of the fruit flavorings may not be acceptable so to can all. I, can I? Sure. Oh, and I like it because it's got a it's screw, got a screw top. cap. And that does not mean it's a lot. I used to think a screw top meant it's a low quality wine. It's not true. Especially That's if you look at high school years. Especially if you look at New <laughs> Zealand wines. <laughs> New Zealand wine, Australian wines now. Some of the laws in those countries are requiring that for certain this, wines it has well, to be in a screw well, cap. Plenty of, plenty of clear glasses. And I have another, um, Case of glasses. Just a little shout out to uh, Royal Wines. Uh, KFWE Kosher Food and Wine Expo 2015 is about two weeks away at this point. These are right. the la- glasses from last year. So thank you to Royal Wines. Oh, for- you, you know, it's great because put your nose into this like we've showed you before. 
and smell it. And oh, smell it. You don't lovely. get just you don't get just the wine. You, Here's re- the you get the fruit. Give to Adam afterwards. Oh. <laughs> I, I, here, did, here I didn't answer your question about pomegranate. Oh uh, yes, we yeah, must tell get us back more to that. about the pomegranate. Um, so we know that the it, in addition to the wines, it's also a very big big tradition to have the seven species as we mentioned, yeah. which are um, grapes, pomegranates, figs, dates, olives, wheat, and barley. But specifically. Uh, it's a big thing to have fruits on on um, Chubashvat. So the five of the, the five fruits of those species include pomegranate, and each of the fruits have a, a huge amount of significance. Pomegranates, uh, we know, um, are all of these uh, species are mentioned in the Bible, right? Um, as special to the land, and they all have a, a lot of holiness to them. A pomegranate, they compare. Um, the seeds of a pomegranate to the mitzvot of a person. So, um, so it just as you see inside of a pomegranate, each each little seed is its own self-contained, compartmentalized little package, right? And, Correct. And the whole thing is edible. So that has a lot of significance because, um, as we all know, we as people. Are not are, are not all good or all bad. We have lots of different parts of us. Lots of components. We have lots of components. <laughs> we have we have you know we we have lots of mitzvahs. We have things we don't always do in the right way either. But we try um, we try our best to um, to to be full like a Ramon. That's what we see in, on Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah, right? Exactly. There's a few. There's quite a lot of tie-ins as well. Yes. Um. I guess it's all about the new year, right? Either. Soul or also, or also you, you'll you'll notice also with the, uh, there's a lot of significance as to uh, the attributes of the fruit whether it has a peel whether it does ha- that's edible that's inedible whether it has a pit whether it doesn't have a pit um, and all of those are representative of um, basically different levels of closeness get getting closeness to God. It's 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 pretty significant. Naomi puts everything just so, doesn't she, Jay? She's the, she's the like, best. Wow. I met Naomi at last KFWE, oh. and we inter- she interviewed me. I, I pinned you down to an interview. Yeah, yes. and she's going to come after you stuff. again. She's yeah, going to come after you again. Be warned. We be, can't wait for that, by the way. Everybody, right now, go online. Right now. I'm sorry. After the show. After the show, not online, during my show. KFWE15.com. Buy your tickets because there will be – it will be sold it's out. It's sold out every year. It's sold out every year, and there will be no tickets available at the door. And uh, so get it. You should know me and my food blogger friends, we are counting down. We are so excited. We're looking to We're meet up. 3,000 people there. Uh, and it's wow. in a new venue. So it was, a, it was fabulous last year, yeah, but it was so a little, yeah. you know, it gets tight because it's such a fabulous event and everybody wants to come. And so now we've got a bigger space and Ari White's going to be there. Can't wait to eat Ari White's food. We've got 30 restaurants 30 this restaurants. Year. Is there this a year list we had like where, 26. Can, is there no. somewhere? We, okay, we are not telling <laughs> you. you got to get there. You've got to come <laughs> and you're going to be surprised, but you're going to be blown away by the here's food another, and the wine. Here's another wine. It's called Late Harvest Orange Muscat. Mm, this is my favorite. Now, a lot of people... Nachum loves this. A lot of people, when they hear the word orange muscat, they think that it's made out of oranges. Not so. Mm. It's 100% grape wine, but if you put your nose, your little we're Jewish all, noses... We're right? all smelling. Oh, my God. And my you glad. could really get, Isn't again, there's a, a sense of orangeiness to it, so yeah. you get that impression of orange How do and they the acidity... Do that? How do they make a grape taste like orange? I know. You know, we, gra- we need Joe. When grapes, we're going to go work for her tongue. Joe yeah. Herleman in the house. There we need go. him in the house. But no, when grapes grow near, uh, first of all, the genetic DNA of a grape really makes it a lot of difference as to how it's going to taste. But also when it grows near other vineyards, like, you know, often you'll hear the word, it, it's got pine aromas. That's because many of the vineyards that have those aromas where the wine comes from are grown near near pine groves. Uh, so it's there's appleness to it. There's grown near apple groves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's so important, and we've so this s- might be we've spoken know. about this a lot about the tawar, the taste of the land. So you know, I've learned all this from Jay, and and hopefully my listeners have learned this too. That you know, it depends on on where you know the grapes are grown. It's going to affect how the grapes taste. So important to note that this wine is in fact the yeah. wine. It is Bore Priagafen. Yeah, this and is, it, and it can be used. It should be used. Can be used for Shabbat. The sangria that we tasted, although is a Bori Priyagafen, cannot be used for Pesach. And the three Morad wines, and I'll mention the other two, I don't know if we'll get to them, is a lychee wine. Oh, 
love it. Why and wouldn't the, we get to it? And yeah. there you go. Because we've and got a 20 minutes. Wine. <laughs> so, and a passion fruit He's wine. He's like, get them cracked open. Those <laughs> are also kosher for Pesach, but not acceptable for Bori Priyagafin. They are 100% fruit and 100% made in Israel from the fruits that are grown there. Back to the Tubishvat uh, concept. Jay, finally, I want to get Gershon on the show. Okay. And finally... <laughs> Is the, uh, is something for all, everybody, you know, people who can't drink wine or kids that want to feel like they're participating. Lit- for little Leora Nachman, who's seven and likes, would there like to go. drink her non, parents' wine. Non-alcoholic sparkling peach grape juice. It's a hundred percent grape juice. So it is a Bori Pregofen. It's a hundred percent kosher for Pesach. But zero but alcohol. Zero alcohol. And, you know, great for, and it's got natural peach flavors in it. So you got again, the fruits. Well, you, you make a very good point because it's very important at, um, on Tubishvat to have the Shivat Haminim, to have the seven species, but it's also important to have other fruits. It's very in, encouraged to have all different kinds of fruits that you can make a Borei Periha Eitzan. Um, and, and one of the reasons I, I had, was sort of you know, irked, as I mentioned, about the fruit roll-up story was because one of the biggest points of a Tubishvat Seder is to be able to make blessings. It's to be able to make a Borei Priha Eitz and, um, and have other people say amen to your bracha. Oh, that's very nice. Very good point. And, and so that's like an integral part of it. The whole idea is bringing awareness to us to have appreciation for what we have. Let's actually get you know, a great idea. Everybody has something to say. That's a great no, idea. Okay, wait, you had wait. Seder, first Jay, then Russell, then you me. You had the Seder, right? I didn't even think of this when I did this, when I brought the six wines. But you have a Seder. You can have six different fruits and, and nuts and whatever and have, you know, a wine with each one. Exactly. Well, you have no, your four wines, so you can you could right. you could do the yeah. pairing for okay. four different but, ones. Russell, no, you're up next. No, no, no. I think that what Naomi is saying is, again, how wonderful this holiday is and, and you know, how it has all of these interpretations and, and, and involvements and interactions, and for us not to be celebrating Tubishvat everywhere, that's why when I said, you know, Earth Day, it's not, you know, it was a joke, but the joke was, why would we give oh up gosh. this wonderful this. this wonderful symbol, this wonderful involvement of the Jewish people, and, and, and not celebrate this? It's so just wonderful. And I will just tell you that, because Jay talked about all the wineries in Israel, we have every year a um, uh, food and wine mission to Israel. Oh, I so want to go on that. So Naomi and I, I, I will tell you, the, the problem is, is that we only take 32 people. Okay, when because is it? When is it's it? It's going this March, and you can find it on JNF.org, but here's the problem. It sells out very quickly. I can imagine. I can and imagine. And we go to the finest chefs in Israel. Why with 32 people? Because you're going into their kitchen, and you're cooking in their kitchen, so you can't do that with 95, 150 people. And these 32 pe- people go around... Every day that they're, you know, the the bus driver doesn't drink, and I think that's the only one. Um, and, and I don't know. Maybe if should, or not. Maybe you should Thank with the traffic in Israel away. I will tell you the one. Yeah, uh, uh, what, make a you know, they, they asked me one year I was going to be in Israel. They said, "Would you speak to the group?" I showed up at eight o'clock at night. It was a worthless speech because everyone was. Playing. I could have, I could have said anything. They said, "Yes, let's go." I mean, let's drink some more. Um, <laughs> Jay, but, we would love but, that. But, but but people who have never been to Israel go on this trip. Yeah. And they taste and drink Israel and see that this wonderful country that people sometimes look at as, well, Israel, it's kind of a, you know, desert, dirty, it doesn't have good food. It has the greatest food. Greatest food. Greatest the Israeli food, food the Israeli cookbooks are coming out now, are the most popular. Russell, I know that you're a teetotaler, but in this case, <laughs> I'm kidding, but in this case, I'd like you to give us your opinion on this next wine, which is also wait, from wait, Morad. Wait, I mixed up my glasses. It's I can a, do it, can do it by smell because this is so fruit. passion fruit. I want to try the lychee one because I like lychee. fruit wine. I'd like, I'd, I'd like to get. Oh, your... oh let, let's give Naomi some. And Naomi, after that, after this is explained, we're gonna. Naomi's got actually is going to do our what's for dinner segment, sponsored by our friends at Gourmet Glut. Thank you, Gourmet Glut, for uh, sponsoring our segment. And as we talk about an easy recipe, Naomi will be uh, sharing that right after this. Okay, we're doing a little bit of. Cleaning glass. Russell is not only the CEO of the JNF, but he's a professional wine pourer here <laughs> at the Nachum Siegel Network. Jay. He's going to take he over. He learned from Jay Bookspam. Oh, okay. Wow, that really smells like that. Is that amazing? Have you not? Have, oh. This is one of my favorite wines. Wow. It's quite, um, even though it's hug, um, ha, shahakal, it's quite strong in uh, alcohol mm. percentage. Right? It's nice, um, 13.5%. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's not, it's it's not wow. nothing. That's it's really not good. nothing. It's wow. not a Moscato, which is 5%. This is a real... I swish and... 
Yeah. Breathe. <laughs> we'll do it with five S's. You know that? Did he teach you that? I, I, yeah. We've done this many Switching times. and breathing. I mean, you know, he, the five, five S's. S's. Right. I don't think I could name them now because I've had like a little bit of this. <laughs> but Naomi, why don't we talk you about what also you have? T- go ahead. While, and and while, while I really want to try that, that one. I've never had the lychee one. I'm upset. I do want to just mention that in addition, there are, as I mentioned, you know, the four wines, the Shabbat Haminim, um, there are a few different segments and traditions, customs that people do at the Tuba Shabbat Seder. Um, and the reason for the big emphasis on eating the Shabbat Haminim is because it develops the connection with the land of Israel. That's mm. what it's about. In addition, I didn't know this, but I read it's also a beautiful thing to, whether it's one of the Shabbat Haminim or not, to purchase and have at your uh, on Chubishvat, something actually grown that year from Israel. Okay, so we have but, a trouble yeah, this, this year, year because it's Shemitah. Okay. Because of Shemitah. Explain. Um, this is the the seventh year um, sabbatical year uh, where we don't uh, harvest the the fruits that have been grown while while the land is supposed it's to be Shabbos for the land. It's Shabbos. We for take the land. care of everything. Right, so so you're actually um, there are many many laws about what you can and cannot consume this year so it's a little bit tricky and you should definitely find out where your fruit is coming from if you are going to grow uh, to eat anything yeah my daughter was in israel she said it was very complicated it's a little it's it is definitely worth learning about um and um in addition but generally speaking that that is also an important tradition if you're living outside of the land of Israel to partake of something that has grown in Israel. Um, and What are we doing this year, though? Um, and also to be able to make, since, as I mentioned, we want to say as many brachot, as many blessings as we can, if you can find a new fruit. We, we do that, um, oh, we do that just, well. like, oh. just like we do on Rosh Hashanah. So it's a Rosh Hashanah for the trees. If you can find a new fruit to make a Shehechianu one, all the better. Gourmet Glatt's going to have amazing yes. stuff out there. Um, so and, um, and also to speak words of Torah about all these different ideas and things. So all those fit in. I, I Naomi, mention, when are we going to get to eat your stuff? Okay, okay. I just wanted yeah, to yeah, one Naomi, thing. Like wait, wait, hold on, guys. One thing that I think it's really important. We've spoken about Tobishvat. Everybody knows it's Wednesday, the day after the baby blizzard. Let's just give the actual date of when Tubishvat is going to be. You have about a week to get this together. It starts, I believe, <laughs> next, next, Tuesday, next night. Tuesday night. And Wednesday. And it's Tuesday night, Wednesday. Yes. So you can do it after Shkia on uh, Tuesday night, which is probably 5.30, quarter to 6, about. And you've got to finish and get it all in by that same time the next day. Right. So just, you know, let's keep that in mind. You've got a week to get your research together. Naomi has got so much information she's given us today. You can listen to the show again on our archives or on the Nachum Siegel Network app anytime. I, I'm excited because I'm actually going to be giving a, a Tubishvat class on Tubishvat, which is very, very fun for me, that <laughs> um, I get to really involve myself with, so, with my students. And it's at the JCC at the in the five towns. So if mm-hmm. you do want to go out to the JCC, you've got a week to uh, call them Register. up as JCC. I don't have, I used to know their number by heart, <laughs> but I do not know uh, the number by heart anymore. Um, but you can look them up, JCC, the five towns, and yes. sign up for Naomi Russ's class. She is brilliant and she's informative. And we and part of my menu there is going to be incorporating the Shabbat Haminim into a greater menu. So if you don't have the tradition to do a Tupishvat Seder, you can create? still, you know, you can create your own by, by incorporating it into a larger meal. Um a lot of times, especially since it's the winter, like I love fresh figs, which are one of the, the seven species. Correct. But you can't really get fresh figs at this time of the year unless they're importing them from I don't know where, but I haven't seen them. Um, so the tradition has become since it's winter time, you end up relying on dried fruits a lot. Okay. The problem is that a lot of people don't like the dried fruits. A lot of people find the dried figs to be crusty and dry and whatever. Or, um, for example, dates also get mixed reviews. So what I like to try to do is to incorporate them into recipes and menus that really, really highlight them, make them delicious for people, make them more enjoyable for people. Um, I brought one little sample today um, as a way of showing what you can do and how you serve it um, to make it a little bit more uh, appealing for those who are not huge date lovers. Oh, this is going to be good. I already so, know this. <laughs> you know, I already said I'm, I'm always about the what's goat the, cheese. What's the bracha? So, uh, the bracha is ha'etz for, for date. Um, and we're using today medjool dates, which are um, really 
the, the can, most wonderful ones are yeah, out of the Jordan Valley. Right. <laughs> they're they're just delicious, and they are meaty and caramelly. And Yaravad down in the south. They're just fantastic. Um, these, I think, are are actually Israeli ones that I had had um, available. I stuck them in my freezer, but you know. Oh, she's just, so clever on so many levels. To, but this I, was a good I have, one. To, I have to store them because I like to. I she's like, like a bear. <laughs> I hibernate for the winter. Um, but, but for the Schmitty year, we need to stock our freezers. But for like like I said, if if, if you don't, if you want fun, easy ways of dressing up the Shabbat Hamidim, this is a nice way of serving them. It's super simple. It literally is a five-minute recipe. You basically make a mix of goat cheese, um, maybe some cream cheese, cinnamon, honey, um, and just make the mixture and split open the dates, remove the big pit in the center, stuff them in, and then you top it with either a pecan or an almond and bake it really only for, say, five, six minutes just to warm the cheeses inside. And melt it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, melt it a little, get the flavor, the at, aromas at going. At 350, uncovered. Mm. Uncovered for five or six minutes. And also toasts the nut, which brings out the natural oils. Oh, delicious. And aroma. Um, and if you are not can a pecan, Can I have them to please, show them to sure. the... If or if you, you're allergic to nuts, you can skip it. You can, you but, but, the, nut but the nuts the nuts are nice, especially um, on Tubishvat. The you know the the famous song uh, Tuba Shvat Higiya. There you yeah you sing it. So, <laughs> sing and so, pour wine. So what's the first line of the song? Hashkedia parachet, right? What's the shkedia? I'm, I'm actually going to take it's one. The nut. The, the, the almond tree. It's the almond. Why is it? Because yeah. the, the almond tree Wait, is the first. Wait, let me give one to ZK. Can blossom. you have one? It's, no, you don't want the one. Almond tree okay. is the first to blossom, so that's why it's in the song. Uh, these are actually with pecans on top, just because I happen to like them better. Whoa. Whoa. Well, okay. Whoops. Okay. All right, so Naomi has done our What's for Dinner segment sponsored by our friends at uh, Gourmet Glass. I will po- I'll post it on my website. She's going to post it on jewishcookingconcepts.com, and yep. maybe she'll, you'll give it to me. I'll post it on um, theaussiegourmet.com. Well, and um, thank you for doing that. I'll you show- record your uh, Tubishvat uh, Seder filming? Um, it's not being you mean, at the JCC. Yeah. It, it will not be filmed. It's a cooking class. It's a cooking, cooking class. class. It is an intensive. It's a hands-on okay. two and so a half So I will be more than happy to list your uh, website on my website as well. Great. And people can go to our website because then they can show up with the tree certificate. <laughs> and they can also go on. And we're even for Tupishvat every year. We have a, uh, a raffle and uh, two free trips to Israel. Uh, go online to www.jnf.org. Yeah. Or call one 800 8 um, what is it? Uh, five five four two eight seven three three one eight hundred five four two eight seven three three. Order your trees. Register for the uh, raffle. Go to Israel. That's fantastic. Thank you. I'm so we, we're going to do that yeah, too. I, um, I just yeah. This is delicious. Okay, you. you are listening. You want to, one? You are listening yeah. to Table for Two no. with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh. Our show is sponsored by Abel's and Hyman. Okay. Um. This looks amazing. Mm. I'm going to try this. The, the cheese sort of so cuts rich. cuts the richness of the, the date because the, the, the dates mm. are really rich. Right. I know goat cheese wasn't your favorite. Uh, no, I love goat oh. cheese. Mm. Also, you look crazy about goat you cheese. Also, yeah. Everyone in this studio is obsessed with goat cheese. You can also Maybe use one Z-Kos. of those, yeah. those seasoned goat cheeses, you know, the ones that have like cranberries or nuts, like one of those. If you want to make an easier thing even easier, you can even take some of those flavored goat cheeses. and. What, what's this those. hint of citrus I'm tasting? Mm. Oh, um, I forgot. Huh, sorry. Secret ingredient. Oh. Um, I, I held out on you. Uh, orange zest. Oh, okay. Now yeah. I'm going to try that with Good my orange you. wine. I'm going to... I have the orange muscat here. Yeah, I'm smelling the orange muscat. And I'm going to just have a swig of it after I've had this delicious bite. Okay, there was silence there because this is a beautiful pairing. Mm. Well, the orange muscat well. with the date, that goes very that's nicely. We're having the lychee over here, which also okay, goes Okay, I'm going to try that. Okay, oh, I, I just want to give well, one more. The lychee more. goes very well with it. Yeah, really. That does oh. work nicely, too. Yeah. That, that works very nice. I'm going to try the lychee now. I'm not sure because I didn't have enough of the date, so I want to <laughs> I've served there's a whole tray. No, I just, this is amazing. I, I want to make sure. You, you have to be together. sure. Make, right. As my father, um, may he rest in peace, used to say, I have to make sure it's not poison. And my mom says that, too. Mm. As he would mm. steal everything. Mm. You know, I really like what the... Uh, what is it? Walt? It's not a Walt. Pecan. Pecan. Pecan does. Also, uh, I love like crunch. Does, yeah. I love texture in my food. I yeah. do that a lot. You need the textural contrast because the dates are very chewy. The the cheese filling is very creamy. So you need the textural contrasts. Great. All your local yeah. supermarkets have these products. I know Gourmet Glut always has um, dates. They're going to have a nice selection out. 
I want to um, I, I want to mention also, by the way, about the figs. If you are a n- non-lover of dried figs, if you happen to not like to eat them just as is, also some very nice things you can do with them are um, poaching them in red wine, mm. and then you can make it like a crostini with more goat cheese. Right? With more go- or ricotta. Right? If you don't like or that, ricotta. make a crostini with yes. ricotta and put on this. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I actually did last year. I don't know if you remember, Jack. After we had our interview with Russell. We actually had a Tubishvat setter. I'm going to repost all those recipes on the Um and we're going to have those. Um, I'm going to have some of these recipes up there along with Naomi. So to give you some ideas, some fabulous ideas for this, you know, it's it's. I love it when the whole family can get involved. Maybe this Sunday prepare with the kids, go through the chef minim, ask them what they want, get some ideas from the family. You say, okay, we're going to have dried figs, and the kids kids are going to roll their eyes, but you tell them. Different ideas well, that you also, can come you, you up can with. You can also sort of surprise them a little bit. Um, one of the the recipes we're going to be making in the Chubishvat class is a veal roast with figs and moscato. There you go. Oh, there so you go. once they're right cooked away. with meat and wine, it's all good. By the That's way, right. that moscato, the Bartonora we'll moscato, the is everywhere. Yeah. And the meat. That is like exploded into every single everywhere. market. I, I've seen some in ads in the hip-hop world yeah. uh, on YouTube r- yeah. recently. It's unbelievable what Moscato is, is, uh, has just broken open everything. Or records, right? They say it's the most popular selling wine in the U.S. or something. Uh, for the of that category. Out, yeah. out of the blue, right? Out, of the, out blue. of the blue. It's very nice. I was driving in the in the country somewhere, in Florida, like in the middle of nowhere or something, and they had a Bartonora sign. So I was like, very, I'm like, yay, royal wine. It's the blue bottle. <laughs> the blue, blue bottle. Blue bottle. The blue bottle. Yeah. Mm. See, blue and white Israel. That's why. That's where to go. That's the way we go. Woo! You, you, Looks you like can, a JNF, you know, bottle. Uh, blue and white. white. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Blue you, you and can, that, that JNF Tzedakah bottle. Okay, we'll come oh, back I'm to sorry, that. No, go ahead. You go and then we'll come back you to that. You can, you, you can also change up if if you um, need to take a break from sweet. Right. Don't forget about our much... Um, forgotten about olives right which are olives. also oh, one yeah, of the yeah. i love olive oil you know you know it's not from israel but i just want to give a shout out to breezy beckham and she just went to uh rome on a and she went to a kosher wine um vineyard there and an olive press Sierra de Seta. yeah and she bought me back olive oil oh really yeah she bought me back it, a bottle. So it looks fruity. like it, it so looks fruity. like a bottle of um Wine, but it's a bottle of olive oil. Am I allowed to use that as one of my sheva minim, even though it's not from Israel? You can't make the bracha ha'etz on it. However, that does, that is, you know, olive and olive oil, the same way wine and and grapes are connected, right? Um, from a good, from a good pressing. And you can make the bracha on something else and then have olive oil on the table. Or if you wanted, and this is just another idea if you want to, dipping. If you want to make it like fun and, and a little, Gourmet, you know. I, um, of course, of course. Family bit. of foodies. That's you my could, hashtag. You could get your. You could actually wash and make a mozi and get your chita, your your wheat in, by having a crostini party, right? And then you can make a, an olive tapenade, right? You, or dip it in olive oil. I want to just say what Drizzle a crostini is. Oil. Let's talk about a crostini because not all of our listeners know what a crostini is. Crostini is basically a baguette bread. That you slice on an angle on a bias and then you put on a cookie sheet bias, um, with m- parchment word. paper and you put it in the oven at like 350 to 400 and just toast it for a couple of minutes. It should not be brown like toast. It should turn it crusty and, and crispy but still white. And that's what crostini is. And, and you quite often see tempanade you're, you're, you're with that. You're putting something wet on top so it has to be, be firm. firm enough to not get soggy. But not, not, not dirt or to- brown. Right. You're not putting jam on it, remember? See, a fig jam. You could do, you could do jams. jams. Yeah, but the fig, the fig and ricotta or the fig and goat cheese, like you said, is a fantastic pairing. Oh, um, you're killing me here. Tapenade with some, you know, roasted um, baby tomatoes are, you know, like grape tomatoes, that kind of thing. They're not, they're not a fruit, but they taste like a fruit. Yeah. Um, some, something there like is that. so much that There's we can do. Can and do. Go onto Naomi's website. Go onto the AussieGourmet.com. There's tons of recipes. Go to your favorite blog. There's going to be tons of stuff that's going on. We have so many uh, uh, great blogs going out, but I don't want to mention one. I don't want to talk about so many of them because I could go on for half an hour just listing all the blogs. That's just uh, JNF, JNF.org. You can go in on their website to hear about the culinary tours, the, the Bear Sheva tour, the um, – what have I missed? The, the, the gift departure, certificates. The, just just make just a donation. Just Abraham make a donation. Well. 
support Abraham's Well. Abraham's, Abraham's well. well. And go on to uh, Royal Wines. Make sure you get your tickets. This has been an unbelievable hour. We could actually probably do a second hour, but Miriam would kill me <laughs> because uh, we've, we're we almost out of time. Um, I really want to thank ZK again for coming in today. All my amazing guests. Um, Thank you very much. We're going to definitely schmooze up a little bit after the show. And, you know, nobody can drive right now because we've had a little bit to drink. So uh, thank you very much. I want to wish everybody a Shabbat Shalom. Um, Nachum's got a Super Bowl, amazing Super Bowl halftime show. So make sure that when it's the Super Bowl halftime, you watch his amazing ad on the uh, NachumSiegel.com website. Uh, It's Pretty funny. Last year's was hilarious. They had hundreds and hundreds, maybe a million views. It was unbelievable. Uh, so make sure you watch that. Uh, you are listening to a table for two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel ne- Network. Also heard on a Ruth Sheffer English radio. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. And stay listening for music, but sponsored, a lot of sponsorships today by our friends at Royal Wines. All the way up to Lichbenching today. Have a Shabbat Shalom. Take care. Bye.